Hello, you beautiful, beautiful people. Welcome to the XTR Gamecast, where me, Holly, and my good friend George, hello, talk about video games and uh, all that good stuff. So, um, George, before we begin, I just want us to have a moment where we um, bathe in the success of this podcast actually reaching people's ears today. Yes, there's a very, very long moment where I thought that that would not happen. Um, we had, we've got this mixer for recording the podcast. I know none of you care, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because we've literally sat here for an hour banging our heads against microphones and George has had to read like three books <laughs> in audio testing just to make sure everything sounds good. Um, basically there's four channels potentially that we can be on channel one, channel two, channel three, and channel four. Four channels. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they could work that out. <laughs> and I was on channel one and George was on channel two. And we had this problem where George, for whatever reason, would just suddenly go, all right, guys, I'm George. And suddenly I'm over here and then I come back and then it was, uh, and it was just the most weirdest thing. It sounded like I was moving my microphone away from me or I was moving away from it. But I was literally st like perfectly stationary in front of the microphone. And we couldn't figure out why. And we thought maybe it's some settings or something. But no, it's this thing on the mixer that is called host. I don't I don't know what to call it. Host dominance. Just like something like that. Yeah. Basically, if I on channel one made any sound like breathing or just a slight twitch, it would immediately lower George's audio. But not even that. If your microphone picked up my voice. From where it was it would lower my microphone yeah i think that was actually the problem if yeah. you got too loud it would then reduce you and it was just kind of this really weird thing so if you heard that in the last episode we're sorry yeah we've now hopefully sorted that out and ollie is banned from using channel one um <laughs> i've been demoted to channel po three pod <laughs> podcast guests uh the the runt of the podcast uh crew anyway so yeah we've just spent like an hour talking reading books and it stuff. It definitely feels like more than an hour. Um, <laughs> it's been a long time. That is a segue. Uh, George, video games. Actually, before we begin, we've already been through this, so I can't remember what we've said. George, Patreon. Yes, Patreon. Oh, uh, no. Before, pa ah. before Patreon, sorry to interrupt you there. I just want to say thank you uh, to everyone who's already listened to the first episode of yes, the XDR Gamecast. And thank you, special shout out to everyone who's actually given us a tidy review. A really nice five-star review for new podcasts. It is the thing that helps us out. So if you want to support us in any way and you don't want to go to the Patreon, which we'll talk about in a minute. Well, you have to talk about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> five-star review. Five star reviews and just some feedback as well. Just let us know how, what you think of it. If you've got any suggestions, any improvements, just let us know. Yeah, also, you know, if you just want to say something in your review. Yeah. If you want us to talk about something, whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, massive thank you to everyone who's reviewed the show on all platforms. It's all, I'm looking at it now, George, what platforms we are on. We are on, my friend, quite a few. Did you know that? I did know. Uh, we are on, I'm going to read it out just in case you want to find a better place for you to listen to it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, one thing I will say is it's really, really cool. We can see where you're listening, like what device. Number one, um, 
shout out to the smart home speaker users who have this playing on their smart home speakers. Yeah, we're in your house, man. We're just in the next room, and that's pretty cool. Well, we tested out earlier. Ollie's got a Google Home uh, device. Yeah, right? that was and cool. And I just went, and I'll say it quietly so it doesn't pick me up. No, 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 don't, because it will. I went, something Google, um, and play XTR Gamecast. I just said that, and it found, us. it found it and played it. And we hadn't set it up. We hadn't done it or tested it that before. That was just a cool moment, wasn't that it? Was just, yeah, I was just really like, oh, my God, like... A home device, I like it. Try, try it with Alexa, so, try it with you. Yeah, yeah. Home. So if you have a smart yeah. device... And probably even your phone assistant as well will probably do it. Yeah. If you have a smart device, just say, hey, friend, <laughs> play XTR game podcast or yes. game, Gamecast, and it, it found it. Anyway, um, now we must go on to the Patreon promotion. Yes. Um, so obviously this will only be done realistically for oh, the first I should, year. I should, no, no, no. You're no, interrupting every me time. again. Sorry, sorry. I'm really bad. <laughs> I, I've been on edge. George, I have to say this. This is really important and you'll get used to me saying it. But if you're listening to this, it's because you're not on Patreon. This is an ad section. Yes, this is the ad section. So basically the Patreon will give you all of the podcast ad-free. You don't have to listen to us ramble about promoting it. Um, however... Talking of rambling, you will also get, if you're a Patreon member, an entirely new or extra podcast, the Rambling Podcast, which is where me and Ollie will literally ramble at each other like about this. random stuff <laughs> like this, uh, but hopefully more entertaining than this. More like funny stories, experiences, random topics outside of the gaming and tech um, stuff. And yeah, hopefully it will be a really good thing for you guys to listen to if you're not if you really like us, but you're not into gaming or tech, and if you just want to listen to us talk about random stuff, and you just want to, you want yeah. more, you want more, or yeah, if you just want more, oh, you want to get to know us a bit more. Well, if if you include the rambling podcast, that's three a week. Yeah. Which if you do like, that's know, a nice amount. Yeah. If you do like housework, if you do, if you're studying, doing homework, commuting, commuting, uh, cleaning the car, whatever. Like, you listen to us in the background three times a week, and hopefully that's enough. A week. <laughs> that sounds like a lot to me, but you might be <laughs> well, out there. If you're if you're commuting every day and you've got like an hour's commute every day, yeah, like the shows aren't that yeah. long, yeah. Ho- hopefully, will will be uh, frequent enough to keep you entertained on most of your journeys. Yeah. Or so, you're doing. and also, if you really want to get rid of this section of the show <laughs> and you're tired of listening to us talk about yes. Patreon, you know where to go. Yep. Um, so just our cast on Patreon. Yeah, find us there. And we're back. And uh, we're back. And for those delightful Patreon users, uh, you just skipped twenty-eight minutes—not really—of us <laughs> talking about the Patreon. So uh, thank you, Patreon supporters. You literally keep the lights on. So thank you very much. We love you. Yes, we do. Anyway, George, it's been only five days or so because we did the first episode, and the way timings worked out, we're back again. But is that? Any games that you've played in the past five days? Uh, I've only played one because I have been like crazy busy with work and I tried to record it for my YouTube channel but failed because I couldn't actually get any further than I'd got before. But I've been back playing Muck again because it's got a new update. What is Muck for those of you that... So yeah, if you've not heard me talking about it in uh, last week's Gamecast, Muck is a really awesome brand new survival game uh, but it's unlike other survival games so people are probably like oh my god not another survival game a little bit different premise instead of being like a long format like let's say raft or the forest where you play hours and hours and hours and hours of gameplay over one session essentially this is like 
an hour to two hours or basically however long you survive. You've got one life if you're playing on your own and once you die, you die. And then you, ju you can jump back into it and it's all procedurally generated on a seed. So you can just kind of do every time you jump in, it's almost like a new game. Uh, but the new update has released new, uh, like a story mode. So there's actually now a way to complete the game. New bosses, uh, new monsters and things like that. Different ways for the resources to spawn. Uh, different ways the seeds are generated. Uh, change the difficulty settings a bit. So yeah, it's, it's really come on quite a long way like with this update. And I really want to play it with you because it looks really Aww. fun. Well... Only so I can complete the game because <laughs> I can't do it on my I own. I feel so used. It just wants me for the revival. I can't. Yeah, when you're a multiplayer, you can revive each other. Single mm. player, once you're dead, you're dead. I I saw a bit of the game. Uh, I watched your video and a couple of streams, and it was interesting. Uh, the game looks really stressful. There's a lot of stuff going on. It ha things happen quick. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it the best way to describe it is it escalates really quickly. Like yeah. it's like oh, I have chest and inventory. And now, what? There's a giant thing and the giant uh, thing trying to kill me and just gets a lot very quickly. So, yeah, you, you have, like, daytime and nighttime in the game. And you basically, at nighttime, you get attacked. So basically, dead on midnight, you'll get attacked by whatever enemies are there for that wave. Um, and if you're not ready for them, you're kind of screwed. Because mm. it can, like, like Ollie said, it can escalate really quickly. And you've got, like, random bosses that there's no set kind of framework for it. So it could you could on level on day three you could get like the hardest boss randomly appear unlikely it's more likely the further you get but it could happen and if you're not ready for it you're kind of screwed yeah um so yes yeah, it's, it's really cool and then i think it runs i can't remember the exact timings per hour of the day in game but let's say it's like 10 seconds per hour you've only got between like midday because what by the time you've defeated all the enemies yeah yeah you've, the, you, you're like the day oh, isn't as long as you the day want isn't it as long as you yeah it's and then you've only got like a few minutes like i'd say maybe five minutes to go collect resources create some new like get some food because you've got to keep your hunger up and keep your stamina up and heal yourself um and you can get these chests as well so every time you kill enemies you get coins and you can go around opening chests and they give you like passive permanent upgrades and you've got to then manage should I go for the really expensive chests or should I go and open loads of the cheap chests and you've, then you've got to find them during the day. So yeah, you've got to manage your time really well in the game. But if you do, you can because the upgrades basically allow you to become almost godlike in how strong you are. Mm. I've not got to that point yet. I feel like, felt like I was close once with my upgrades. I was like day eight, which mm. doesn't sound like very far day eight. No. But that took me like an hour to get to day eight and <laughs> or like 45 minutes. Yeah. And literally just one random thing I, di I didn't keep an eye on my health and i was like oh god i'm really low health oh i'm dead mm. and that was it it happened so quick and, I was then, like, and it's back to the beginning yeah back to the beginning it's kind of cool like i don't know if you know this um you do because i've already told you when we had to pre-record but yes. the developer was is actually youtube i don't have the name apologies for that but apparently someone got into his chat on twitch or something and said well, you should stop complaining about the game because the the game uh, is... You should try and make a game. It's really hard. And he went, okay. And then Mike Drop made a game and it's actually really good. So that's pretty cool. I really like the fact that um, someone in the YouTube community or streaming community actually made a game because, uh, I mean, being a YouTuber and streamer is kind of like talking all the time is exhausting. So like making a game as well as doing that sounds like a lot. 
Yep. So I'm, I'm just, sorry, I went a bit quiet because I was actually trying to find out who it was. Uh, so it's a YouTuber called Danny. Um, and basically, yeah, so in response to criticism uh, by Danny of another survival game, a commenter turned it around and bet that Danny couldn't make one better. The YouTube personality decided to respond by making his own game, Muck, and launching it on Steam. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I respect I respect that, um, you know, he got shut down, whoever commented that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll make my own I'm game. I'm entitled to criticise because I could make a better but game. Who cares okay. if the graphics are a little bit derpy? The game's cool. Yeah. Like I like the premise. Yeah, it's kind of got the vibe of um, what's that game called? Uh, I can hear the music. It's totally accurate. Battle Simulator or something like that. Oh, it's tabs. Tabs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's got like tabs, cartoony kind of art vibe. It's kind of like endearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's pretty cool. Nice. Anything else? Um, only I've continued in my free time. Sometimes at work as well, uh, playing uh, the mobile game I told you about last week, Infinite Lagrange. Oh yeah, uh, didn't you have like game. this um, raid that you were yeah, so, heading towards when you left the yeah, studio so last like, time? There's like space cities uh, in the in the world or the solar system of this game, and the idea is your union or your clan or whatever you want to call it has to take these space cities mm. and they go up in difficulty. So you're like level one space city or like a level 10. And I, I'll say just because I, I know what I was picturing when, when you explained it before, like George sent off the ships in like an isometric view off yeah. into the distance like to another top thing. down view. Yeah. And then, but you can then like, you can go in and view those ships and yeah. it's like a proper 3D thing. decent graphic thing. It kind of um, reminded me of that Star Wars game. I don't know if you've played it. Uh, Empire... Star Wars space no, sim game. No, I ever played Okay. If, if anyone out there has played that game, you'll know what I'm talking about. But it's kind of like Age of Empires in space. And it was kind of cool because George was, uh, when he left the studio last week, he said, "I'm me and my clan are going to have a battle, but I've got to get there. And it's, George said, oh, yeah, it's going to take my ships two hours to get to this meeting point before we then go and actually do a raid. So I thought that was kind of cool. It's actually like, you know, you have to actually get somewhere. And I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, so it's it's completely, like, limited to where your base is. You can relocate your base. Um, so if you want to go, like, the other side of the solar system, you could, mm. um, and then you can start attacking that area. But then your union is going to probably not be in the same area. and You're like, not going to get back up. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. we've got, like, uh, there's different regions of the solar system. I think we, my union control all of, like, region two um, and quite a lot of region one. What's the game called? Just for uh, anyone's wondering. Infinite Lagrange. Um, Such a weird... It's a weird name, but basically the, the premise is like there's these Lagrange gates mm. and they're like the portals and the warp holes and wormholes and things that you find in other games. So whoever controls these Lagrange points, Lagrange, I don't know how to pronounce it, <laughs> Lagrange points, um, is basically has controls the universe essentially uh, because it's the only way to get between solar systems and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah, it's really cool nice uh anything else that's just it in mobile and then... yeah unfo- unfortunately i've not been gaming a i'd huge say it amount. hasn't been that yeah, long since we did the last podcast and i've so. been working like 12 hour shifts in between that so i've not had a huge amount of time mm. for me i've been oh apparently i've uh met my move goal which is lovely um <laughs> probably stressing about the mics yeah the um only thing i've been doing is shouting at planet coaster because everyone on my YouTube channel, I made a video about this, but everyone on my YouTube channel tells me to play Planet Coaster. Ollie, why are you playing Planet Coaster? Please play more Planet Coaster. Ollie, have you thought about playing more Planet? There's Planet Coaster. Have you played Planet Coaster? Like, okay. I got kind of burnt out. I didn't play it for like four, five, six, 
10 weeks. And um, yesterday I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to play some more Planet Coaster. I'll record a video. People want to see it. I'll play it. Sounds good. And then I thought it would just load up like any other game. You just click the game. It loads up. But uh, turns out the game just instantly crashes when I load it up. I don't know why. It I kind of got a window of nothing and then it crashes. I've, I've seen the warning, like the error message in it. It looks like it would be like a driver issue or just like a file corruption issue. Yeah. But yeah, That's what I you, like I said, you've reinstalled the entire game. Yeah. No, for those who don't know, I deleted the game. I got faster internet now, so I just, I'll just re-download it. It took five minutes. We'll talk about that in the tech cast, but I hate your internet. Yeah. No, but you, you love I it. Love, I love his internet, but I hate it because I'm jealous. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I'll just re-download it. Maybe it just got funny. I did the verify game files first. That comeback. Everything's fine. It's not fine. It's not playing. Right. Delete it. Redo it. Nothing. Um, and it's still still not working. So, so you, yeah, you got some weird, faulty, maybe driver, potentially, that I've, you just haven't been able to I find. I checked all the drivers. I've updated all the drivers. I've I restarted one PC. tiny driver that you like. Your system doesn't check or... You know what I think it is? I know. I've played Planet Coaster loads on that piece. Yeah, I have no idea. I genuinely perplexed. Maybe there needs to be an update. It. Yeah, maybe. I'm on forums and things. Other people have got similar problems, but I just find it really curious how I was playing it loads. I stopped playing it for 10 weeks or whatever. And then the time I go back, it's not working. Yeah. Like I haven't touched the game in that time. It just seems really odd. But, um, like it's an electronic file. The amount of time you leave it shouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I don't but, know. Um, so, weird one. I don't know. I will get it fixed. I've emailed support, and if not, I'll kick up on Twitter and make someone care. Or play it on your fancy new laptop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, my fancy new laptop, which you can find out about on the TechCast, which uh, will be up. We'll record later on today. Yes. Um. So, that's what we've been playing. There's the intro. 18 minutes. Let's, for the first time get into the news this is yes. a part of the podcast where we go over the week's news um and just talk about it give our opinions just for the record we're not gonna be just a news outlet for every piece of news because quite frankly i don't care and i feel like it's a bit pointless us talking about stuff we don't care about so we're just going to talk about the stuff that stands out to us uh if you want to give us some input uh things you thought we should have covered maybe we missed let us know we'll do some retractions or whatever but um for the most part this is stuff we care about anyway first thing george uh you want to go first you want to just uh read the whatever yes i'm actually just loading up my show notes i'll go now. i'll go, for, I'll go you, first you go first i've literally just got it go on then okay so uh obviously if you haven't seen it uh but a lot of people will have uh, nintendo have announced a new switch a new version of the switch mm. uh which is a switch oled Mm. So it's upgraded the screen size and the technology behind it now using OLED, which is really cool. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on it? Well, yeah, it's kind of weird. They, everyone for ages was saying they're going to do a Switch Pro. The yes. news, like so many outlets were going, Switch Pro's coming, man. Switch which is, Pro, which is essentially what this is. It's just under a different name. It's not though. This is the thing. So the processor inside is exactly the same. There's no benefit specs no there's no they haven't upgraded like the power they've upgraded the storage it's gone from 32 gig internal to 64 gig internal and they've upgraded the screen and they've upgraded the speakers 
Uh, I think and, and the kickstand and the kickstand. Maybe I'll go to the kickstand. Uh, like but a the bit weird, more adjustable. The thing is, though, as much as I wanted a Switch Pro 4K gaming, like more on par with Xbox and PlayStation Five, whatever, they sold 29 million Switches last year. Yes, it's quite a lot. 29 million. Yeah, and put that into perspective, I think PlayStation Five and Xbox probably sold 20 between them. Yeah. So. The Switch is the most popular console right now, and for them to just suddenly bring out a new, more powerful version... I don't think a Switch needs to be more powerful. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Like, they'll do it when the sales go down. Yeah. But maybe because of the pandemic or something, people wanted to game a bit more. I Uh, think... Sales rocketed. You don't release a new product while sales are good. A lot of people are really questioning the choice, though, of why not make it 4K? Because why make it OLED but keep it 1080? Um, and I think the reason being is it's only, I think, 30 pounds, UK pounds, I think, 30 pounds more than the standard Switch to have the OLED version, which is not much. I mean, if you're, if you're going to spend that much money anyway, why not spend the extra 30 quid and get the OLED? Mm. Yeah, bigger, better screen and a few extra upgrades with it. But if they were going to make it 4K, it wouldn't be 30 quid more. It'd be... 60 70 80 quid more because mm. uh, 4k technology is expensive it's still not also one- there's so many things like battery life the processor inside it would generate more heat like there's so many problems that come along with 4k yeah exactly and i think it's like 6.1 inch to 7 inch the new screen and you, you don't need 4k on such a small no screen. you like i've got 1080p i think the resolution is 720p it's 720 handheld but yeah um and 1080 when you, it's on docked but like you say you don't need it for me i i always run my nintendo switch portable i never use the dock never because i i just you use it like a big game boy yeah yeah um and so for me this is a really nice upgrade because my one issue with the switch is the screen is like almost gray and like not contrasty at all and i didn't it just wasn't as nice but this one it's going to look vibrant. It's going to look crispy. It's going to be brighter. It's going to have better battery because it's OLED. Um, you have nicer blacks. That's yeah. the, like the biggest benefit of OLED. So I like I like the changes. I'm disappointed there's no Switch Pro in a kind of a weird selfish spec whore kind of like, I just want all the specs and all want, the power. You want all the specs, but what would you do with all those yeah, specs? Yeah, exactly. Nothing, like, it would just end up being heavy and not very good, I, I mean, guess. when you're when you're playing Pokemon on your Switch... Are you really going to notice you've got a bit more power on the processor or, you know, more RAM? Probably or... not. I, I might, but the 29 million people that buy it I'm next not, year... Are not going to. Are not no. going to. So, like, I understand. The only thing I will say is this is very expensive. $350 yeah. is a lot of money compared to what PlayStation and Xbox are releasing at the moment. So that's my only thing. But then again, it is Nintendo. I feel like Nintendo have, like, a, a Nintendo tax... Yeah, I, well, I think that I would be more willing to spend that money on a, on a Switch than on something like a PS5 or an Xbox. It comes with a screen. It, come, well, it comes with, it's, it's, it's a multi-use device. It's portable and you can plug it into a TV. Mm. So it's basically like having a handheld and a console all in one. But also, if you have Xbox, for example, you can just hop onto your PC and use your PC to play the games. Yeah, but not everyone has you can't a PC. Do that. You can't do that with a Switch. Mm. You, if you want to play the Switch games, you've got to have a Switch. Yeah. You um, want that Mario. You want that Mario. You want that Zelda. You want 
Metroid, you want Pokemon, whatever, you've got to have a Switch. So you've always liked the Switch. Would you would you pick one up? I mean, I've not, I've never actually owned a Switch, and only because I've never, I suppose I've just never got around to buying one. It's, mm. It is a quite a big outgoing for me at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, it is quite a large ask for my uh, for my wallet to get one. If I had the money, would I spend the extra thirty quid on it? Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. at that price point, is it is it thirty quid? Are I'm pretty. Sure? Sh- I'm pretty sure I read in the article it's about a thirty quid price difference from the basic. However, are they now going to drop the price of the basic probably, ones? Probably. And the light, because they've got this new version out. Mm. So it's thirty quid difference from what the uh, standard switch currently is. But will that drop? It w- it will probably drop. Yeah, as long as demand uh, supplies there, because I know the switch has not been that easy to get hold of because of just demand. It's like they sold twenty nine million switches, yep. right? Which is insane. So and they're probably having the same issues that PS Five and Xbox are having with yeah, the chips. Yeah, and, I mean they've yeah. they they're lucky because they're using a pretty old chip now. It's like six years old. Yeah. So what they're asking the manufacturers to make is not power. It's not a lot. So I would imagine it's easy to get. But yeah, that's interesting. If you've got any thoughts, let us know. But the Nintendo Switch OLED, I want one, but I can't justify it. Like, I really, really do genuinely want a better screen on my Switch. And they basically made that. But is it enough to rebuy the Switch? I don't know. If you already had one, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, if, yeah. If you're, if you're getting into it and you've never had a Switch before, mm. or maybe if you're going up from the light... It might be worth it, but not if you just got a standard. That's true, actually. Switch. They do have a handheld, a handheld version already, yeah, which is much smaller. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know hugely what the specs of it are, mm. but it is definitely the light version. Yeah, yeah it's called the light, obviously, for a reason. Yeah. So if you've got that, it might be worth it if you're looking to have something that's a bit more of an in-depth gaming experience. The only thing I will say is they better have fixed the drifting issue on those controllers, because I don't know if you know this, but all Nintendo Switch controllers eventually start drifting, so they'll start the thumbstick will start slightly pulling oh, I did not know that. To the, to the left or to the right and it's just because it's bad design. You can manually fix it but really Nintendo asks you to send them in to fix it but it's kind of built wrong yeah um so they better have fixed that i can't i don't know if they have but if they haven't i'll be mad about that because they've they've had so much time to put that right but anyway that's that here's a good story george talking about broken things sony put out a broken ad yesterday uh they immediately removed it but they put a sony ad with a playstation in it upside down I find this hilarious. This is amazing. Because everyone has always said about the slightly quirky design of the PS5. And, well, also slightly confusing design. So, like, if you if you were just to look at the front of a uh, PS5, it almost seems correct to have it, the disc... If you put it, basically lay it flat on its side, to have the disc slot at the top right-hand corner. For the, for the record, if you don't know, this... Uh, so they had it on a TV stand. Yeah, in like a little cubby hole. In a little cubby hole. Yeah. And they laid it on its side. And you're meant to have the disc portion... In the uh, bottom left. At the bottom. Yeah. But they put it at the top. They had it up, they upside down. Yeah, so if you put the disc so in, it would just... The disc would be upside down. Yeah, you have to put... If, the way they had it, the disc would be put in upside down. Yeah. And yeah, which is... They had it with the disc pop, uh, slot in the top right-hand corner. Which Instead is, of the bottom left. Which is hilarious. It's, it's quite funny. But however, 
whoever made the adverts probably never played on a PS5. They're probably some media. <laughs> they can't buy it. They're probably exactly, but they're probably just some media person who's like, I'm just going to make an advert about PS5. I've been given a script. Yeah, but surely someone checked that. Yeah, but obviously no one did. Uh, or if they did, they just didn't didn't see it. They're like, oh yeah, there's there's the PS5. Looks it's amazing. Looks, looks all right. It is it is hilarious. I can't believe, and so they put it out, loads of people were tweeting at them saying, wow, PlayStation, good job. <laughs> and then they removed the ad, which just... But is... to be fair, you could use your PS5 like that. I mean... It's only the disc tray that it's, would it's... stop work. Well, it should, it should work. It's just because it's upside down. I don't know. I would be really nervous about that. I mean, it, I mean, I don't know if the game they were playing, I think it was God of War, mm. uh, in there was actually playing if you i guess if you have the digital only version it literally doesn't matter yeah digital only wouldn't matter because put it it however you diagonal if you want to (laughs) but (laughs) suspend it from your ceiling but just the fact that they had it upside down they clearly it barely fitted in the tv stand slot yeah because it's just such a thick boy (laughs) (laughs) it just cracked me up that you know a million pound company with an ad agency that was probably paid millions can't get that right yeah like exactly. have the like the one thing you're showing in that advert and they got it wrong yep it's um, amazing no one there no one editing it no like at no point did anyone go through the clarification process go uh yeah that's facing the wrong way absolutely nothing it's it's funny how they missed it and that how much they probably paid for that advert. Yeah. Like I hope they got all the money back. I, I could I could have made that advert for them for about a fiver. <laughs> and they wouldn't have had to delete it. Exactly. Uh if you we should have a system if you want to stop so we can naturally find a, a pausing point. Or like if if one of us taps up here, it's we need like we need to stop. So just run off the conversation. Okay. It just I, I was fine. I was in the camera. Yeah, yeah, I was so, fine. Yeah. I just I, you looked a bit concerned, so I was just wondering if you needed to see something. All right, next up, uh, yesterday I did a small Twitch stream, uh, follow me over on Twitch, Ollie43, of the PlayStation State of Play, which was awful. Yeah, I, I watched it after the fact, um, it's about half an hour long. It was, um, it was awful. It didn't I, have anything worth, really worthwhile. There's a couple of things in there I thought, oh, that looks fairly interesting, but nothing groundbreaking. It was only half an hour. And 10 minutes of which was about the game Deathloop. Have you seen Deathloop at all, George? I have now, after watching State of Play. Did Okay, so what did you think about Deathloop? Do you Death- understand it? Yes, I, I get it. Yeah. So if you... Um, I can't remember what it was, the name of the film. It was it had Tom Cruise and film. Um, and basically they were like in like weird combat suits or something. And basically every time he died... He went back in time and had to repeat it. Mm -hmm. It's a similar concept. So you play this guy who is stuck in this world and has to kill, I think, five or six different people, something like that, Mm. in in that day. If he doesn't do it in the day, the day gets reset. Or if he dies, the day gets reset. However, he keeps um, certain experiences, upgrades to the character when it gets reset so you and but also the knowledge of like where these people are going to be how the best way to attack them all that knowledge is retained Mm -hmm. so that when he starts the day over he has in theory an advantage over the last day he did it Mm. um there is one of these i I think they were called like directors or something uh who was actively hunting you 
who could be played by AI or another player. So if you're trying to go around killing all these people, this it's an awful idea. It's it's it sounds really complicated. I actually thought it sounded quite good. No. In terms of like the premise and the gameplay I saw I was like, okay, it seems like pretty smooth, well thought out mechanics of a gameplay. And I like the fact that a human player can be just be playing this random agent trying to hunt you down while you're just going about the main story. <laughs> it sounds quite good. I, I thought it was all right. I would play it. Can I rant yet? Go on, rant. I, okay. I'm just saying I liked it and okay. I'd play it. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not amazing. I probably wouldn't spend like 40, 50 quid on it. If it came out on like Game Pass, Game Pass, I would get it. Yeah, okay. So I have so many issues with this game and I talked about it throughout the, the Twitch stream, but... So here's my my deal. So they pitched the game. You have to do all of this stuff in one day. Yes. And I was like, okay, interesting. You've got one day. But then it kind of gets messy because they mention a mission. So it's obviously you hit a mission. So that's like a segment. So at some point you complete the first part of the day, let's say, and you don't have to rewind back to that point. So, like, initially they pitched it and, like, oh, you've got to do all of this stuff in one day. And I was like, that's really cool. It's a really intense, um, like, one-day thing. And you have to do all of, like, say that takes you three hours to complete or something. And you have to, like, do that all in one sitting or something. That sounds kind of cool. But then they were like, no, there's missions. And it's probably, you know, three hours on mission one, three hours on mission two. And that lasts, like... When I say three hours, I meant in the game, not in real life. So I have an issue that it's kind of like, it's not the full whack, but also it's not like if you die, you have to do stuff again. Yeah, that's the whole idea. I know. But like, I find it really irritating that you have to do the same. Can I interject here? Ollie has a real issue with lazy game design. Halo is a perfect example, the early Halos, where you would do a mission, get to the end of the mission, complete your objective, and then to finish that level, you had to basically retrace your steps all the way back to the beginning of the level or something. Ever since we've been teenagers playing games like this, Ollie has always hated games, so you have to repeat yourself. The reason why I hate it is because... (laughs) so funny. The reason why I hate it is because I've already proven to the game that I can do X. And then if I die at Y, I then have to prove to the game again that I can do X again. But you can do it a different way, more efficiently. But if I figure out a good way of upgrades, if I figure out a good way of doing it, you remember when we did that Mario Maker stream? Oh yeah. And there's just no checkpoints, and you could do the first bit really easily, and then you died at the second bit, and how frustrating it was to keep having to do the first bit. Yeah. That is this game. I don't think it's that harsh. I don't know. There seems to be... Chep- like, it seems messy because it's like, oh, once you die, you go back to the beginning. But also now we're going to add in checkpoints occasionally. If I get the opportunity to play it, I'll play it and let you know. Yeah. Because it all depends on how forgiving those checkpoints are. Yes. If every time I die, I have to redo the entire mission and I get to the end of that mission and I die, there's no way I'm completing that game. Yeah, Ollie, Ollie doesn't complete games anyway. <laughs> I do, <laughs> but just not games where it's like almost in, like I've proven I can do it. It, it. What it needs is like the Forza thing. The rewind. Yeah, but only like so there, five I, steps. I did, in the trailer, there was an upgrade you could get, which gave you a couple of lives. Yeah. 
where you didn't get reset to the beginning of the day. So you could like die twice. And then if you died a third time, then you'd get reset. Yeah. So there is like, there, like I said, if you play the game a few times and you get through a couple of missions and then die, maybe you've earned enough to get those upgrades. And then next time you play. But that's what I was yeah. kind of alluding to earlier. It's kind of like, oh, we're a time gamer. If you die, you're back at the beginning. But also we don't want to be that mean. And like, actually, it's not that game at all. Do you know where I think they got this idea from? I think they got this game from idle, mobile idle games. I don't know if you played many of them, but a no. lot a lot of them have like a, a reset or a prestige system mm. where you will get as far as you can get earning. Let's let's say money is the thing you're trying to earn here through, I don't know, businesses. Yeah. You've opened up as many businesses as you can open, upgraded them as far as you can get, and you're earning a billion, I don't know, pounds or whatever. But you can't get any further. And you can see there's like another 10 upgrades. What they do is you say, okay, you can prestige, go back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But you earn like a bonus money. Which yeah, yeah. Then I know exactly a, what gives, you're talking about. Gives you a base multiplier on top of your thing. So then you can get further, earn more of that special money, then go back again. And you basically slowly edge forward every time you reset. I think that might be where they got the idea from. <laughs> you know what it looked like? It kind of reminded, because did you see the teleport system where you can kind of like point to an area and teleport to there? Yeah. So it reminded me, remember that game? It reminded me of being in VR, where you teleport with VR. Exactly. Yeah. So I wonder whether this was pitched as a VR game. And then someone went, um, no, it needs to be not a VR game, but you can still use this game. I guarantee they make a VR version. Of this? Yeah, guarantee. Mm. It, it seems like it would work. I feel like it was built for a VR game. Yeah. But then they were just like, no, you can actually move around. Because it, it, it does seem like you can just have like a little thumbstick in your hand if you want to move forward manually. Mm. And then but most of the time you'd use that teleporter option. Yeah. Because a lot of the trailer was him teleporting like above people, landing on them, killing them, teleporting next to them, tripping them up, cutting the head off, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Teleporting into cover, into hiding, whatever. So the, that teleport option seemed to be used a lot. Mm. So I reckon it would be quite easy for them to make a VR game out of it. I It's made by, it's published by Bethesda, which is now owned by uh, Microsoft. Uh, it was initially going to be a PlayStation exclusive, I think, but now it will eventually come to Xbox, and it is the perfect Xbox Game Pass candidate. Because, yeah. like you say, it's not AAA, but it, I would definitely be intrigued to play it, and I might get into it. And I didn't even, sorry, I didn't even rant about, okay, not only am I going to get reset and go, have to go back to the beginning, but now I've got some random person trying to literally screw up my progress? Yeah, but you can beat them. But why would I want that in the game? Tension. Anxiety. <laughs> like, I don't know. But it's just frustration. It's, it's not anxiety. But you could play that person. You could muck up someone else's game. I just feel bad. I would just, <laughs> I would just, like, that's kind of too far. Like, if I'm a person that's been doing it over and over and over again, and I'm really stuck on the end bit, and I keep getting reset and reset, and then... You finally get to that point. I finally, like, okay, I'm having a really good run. I think I can do it. And then you get that warning sound that someone's now in your game you'd be like please no i i can do these early bits please don't screw up the bit that i know i can do yeah and like i said there is literally a like a siren or a, something like that buzzer that mm. goes off when an ai or another player enters as this assassin um and then you've got to be like you might be only halfway through the mission so you've got to carry on thinking right i've just got to get as far as i can get stay ahead of this assassin mm. And then, but then you've got to escape to go after the next target. 
And if you can't escape them and you run into them on the way out and they kill you, yeah, that I can understand that being frustrating. Yeah. But I think it's... It's an interesting mechanic. Yeah, it's interesting. And maybe I'm letting my imagination get away with me. And maybe I'd enjoy it more than I'm like giving it credit. But they haven't pitched it to me very well. That's all I will say. Like they've made me, all they've done is made me worry about how frustrating that game is. I don't think they pitched the entire state of play very well. <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, I guess, yeah. So that Deathloop. I I'll... think I think you would have felt differently about it had you enjoyed the entire state of play mm. event. I think you were frustrated with the entire event, which made you a bit biased towards the oh, game. Oh, no, I've always felt like this when they pitched it back in E3 and oh, previously. Okay. This I have to admit, this is the first I've seen of it. Yeah, no, I've seen it before. Fair enough. Uh, the other thing, other things they showed, they showed, I think it's called Tribes. Is it, is it called Tribes? It's like a Valheim. Hang on, I've got a list here. There was so, there was this one game that was um, an RPG generic thing with microtransactions, and there was a giant guy in speedos. Yeah, so it's Tribes of uh, Tribes of Midgard. Is this is not called. what I'm talking about. There was a different game. No, uh, there was Fist Hunters Arena. I think it was, yeah, that actually sounds like it. Hunter's Arena, the most generic RPG name ever. So it's, it's basically like um, Battle Royale but almost like um, dynasties. Yeah. Uh, kind of fighting style. Strange, strange game. I kind of, in, I don't <laughs> This is where me and Ollie differ so much. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. There was one game in there that I thought you would really like. Which is what? Um, I'm Read out the titles again. Okay, so I'll go from the top in, in the order that they released them. There was Moss, book two. Yeah, no, but that looks cool. I'll just say it. Yeah, v- it very good VR cool. game. You should try it if you haven't already. Arcade again. Which looks awful. Strange. Yeah, not not. I'll try that. it, but strange. Tribes of Midgard, which I s- started watching and thought, we'll go into these in more detail. But Tribes of Midgard, which I started watching and thought, that looks awful. And then as they started introducing more and more of the mechanics, like getting pets, I saw the- microtransactions. Oh, did you? I oh, I no. saw they pulled up a menu at one point and there was two currencies. Oh no, <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> oh no. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> okay, microtransactions aside. Mm. Let's pretend I didn't see that or hear that. Mm. Um, I thought the... I like the premise, the to premise. be fair. Like, having the pets that you can get, having, like, building bases, which you can use to fight against, um, like, the bosses and stuff, seems really, like, a really fun idea. I've I've always enjoyed a game where you can build defences and utilise them in a good way. Like, Age of Empires, building walls and defences and seeing waves of enemies, like, smash against them. Or watching Lord of the Rings. I don't know if it's like, going to be that... No, no, I don't think it's going to be like that, but I do think it's going to be some kind of defense, mm. kind of defendy base kind of thing, which I, I do enjoy the, the thing. Anyway, that's we'll get into that in a bit more detail in a minute. Uh, there was Fist, which I thought just thought looked weird. I mean, we're in 2021. Why have we got a 2D scroller, platform scroller? No, 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 no. I, 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 I fight back against that. That looked cool. No, I, I think... Leave the scrolling games in the past where they were good. No, no, no the like, OGs. What, they're good. You, you can't. You, the old you're Mario basically saying stuff. Mario is dead. That's no. so nonsense. No, 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 no. Mario is good, <laughs> but leave it where it's good. Leave no. it where it's got like it looked history cool. and it was a tradition. There's a rabbit that had a massive iron fist. Like. I don't see the point. Okay, move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then there was Hunter's Arena. Yeah, that this. I think this is the one that I was just like, this looks like the most generic RPG action fighter game yeah i mean it's following from the battle royale thing but it's you're not with guns you're like swords and spears and shields and hammers and stuff like that 
um and you have to like it's like raid so shadow legends battle royale edition yeah basically it's but way better graphics obviously than a mobile game uh but yeah instead of like just shooting someone from afar you actually have to like get into like a sword fight with them mm. to kill them it, ju- it just didn't it just the only my issue with it and maybe i'm wrong maybe the trailer just didn't do it justice but it just looked very uninspired it just looked we need to make an rpg that is a battle royale well it's called hunter's arena legends as in apex legends mm. i think it's basically another title yeah from the same like i don't know it, from the same it, book, it, 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 it didn't it didn't inspire me yeah oh. uh and then moving on there was sifu yeah which looks i, I, I wasn't sure to make of it, it i liked this game so this was like a fighting game where whenever you died or took damage you aged by the look of it yeah it was it seemed a bit odd like I, I didn't quite understand the premise, but like maybe when you get older, you're like you're more experienced. Yeah, no, I like wise, that idea. And then you can take on better enemies, maybe. Mm. Um, it did seem slightly odd. So yeah, in the trailer, you start like age forty, mm. and then by the end of it, you were like sixty or something. Yeah. Um, and, and like the hair would get grey and things like that. Yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. Like, the moves you would use, the martial arts moves, would get more like more master like. I suppose is the only way I can kind of describe it. But yeah, that, that did look quite interesting. I'm not sure what the main goal of the game is. Maybe it's just to go through levels. Mm. Maybe it's like at the end of each level, you've got like a boss or something. I'm not sure. Don't know if there's much story behind it. Um, but yeah, it did look pretty interesting. Um, and then we moved on to Jet, which is probably the one I'm most intrigued about mm. out of all of them. Um, do you remember much about Jet? I can't off the top of my head. Okay. so, from, so Oh, no, no, no. I do. Sure. It's No Man's Sky Zoomed Out Edition. <laughs> I I don't think it's anything like No Man's Sky. But it is. So you're on one planet to start with. Mm. Um you your jet is like it's more like a hover thing. I don't think you can properly fly around with it. From what I could see. It seems like you've got like a boost you can jump with. So if you want to go over like over the top of a load of trees or whatever, you can kind of jump onto the top of the trees mm. and then hover across the forest or something like that. I don't think you can kind of go properly The game just seemed down. like an exploration thing. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a completely chilled out, relaxed yeah. experience. It's just not my just not my type of game. I can appreciate it, but it's... Mm, it's, okay. it's basically you, you want to explore and uncover secrets of this planet you're on. Yeah. Um, I, it Maybe as, a good podcast game. Potentially a good podcast game. And it looked as though there was a chance to like build civilization up from it. Like you can scout out areas for cities, maybe mm. um, you uncover creatures, you can get attacked, but the, it's not about fighting back. It's more about like, how are you going to get out of this evade. situation? Yeah. How are you going to evade? So yeah, I think, I think I'm actually quite intrigued by that. And I would definitely give that a look once it comes out. Um, there was a demon slayer. Um, I think this is the one that I saw and I thought George would like this. It's now, kind I've, of like a fighting game, but it's based, anime on an, style. it's based on an anime. Okay. I've not watched it yet, but I've been meaning to. Oh, there you go. But in, historically, games made from movies, TV shows, animes are always terrible. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, then they never live up to it. And it seems quite generic in terms of the way they've <laughs> It's not it anime out. enough. No, it just, it just seems like, oh... We've got this really popular anime at the moment. We even got a movie of it. Yeah. Let's make a game and not put any effort into it. I don't know. The combat looked fun. It could, it could be interesting. I might just be judging it quite harshly. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be that great. Mm. Okay. Um, I would have to watch the anime first and then play it just to compare it. See the original. 
Mm. But um, yeah, I my biggest fear, and let me know if you have played this and experienced it, is I love the Aragon books uh, when they came out, the like Dragon Rider books, and it was like a trilogy. Mm. Brilliant books. Movie, pretty crap. Game of it, apocalyptically crap. Like, it was... <laughs> awful <laughs> wow put that on the and box i was i was i was really looking forward to it I was like, oh my god they're gonna make a game about dragon riding yeah and it's gonna be awesome the there was one moment in the game where you rode the dragon and it was like you were playing space invaders it was awful that that, that doesn't sound like you were like top down <laughs> sweet like going through a forest like contr- and enemies would come at you and you'd have to breathe fire at them or something like that it was a while ago i played it but i remember it being terrible yikes and i was just like please don't let any movie based tv based or anime based book based thing converted to a game i feel like you got a vibe of this i'm very very wary of yeah i feel like yeah your vibe for this is my vibe for death loop (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) i'm prepared to be proven wrong yeah yeah yeah. i'll like you said i can give it a go and if it actually turns out to be really good then fair enough yeah um but i'm not sure how much depth to the game there is mm. um is it just going to be moving from one arena based fight to the next or is it going to be a bit more than that yeah if it's just arena based fight to arena based fight not no, bothered not no. bothered okay yeah um now this looked like an interesting game lost judgment oh i got bamboozled yeah yeah because i thought it was going to be a japanese court game yeah, it started off like, oh my god, it's going to be like... I a, thought it was going to be a, L.A. Noir, like, Doubt. Yeah, um, you got to, like, f- fight a court case. case. Yeah, stuff. I yeah. thought it was going to be a really cool, really good graphics, weird court game. And heavily, I thought... Heavily story-based. Yeah, I thought, yeah. you know what? Totally curveball, but actually seems kind of interesting. And then, it turns out you're just... You're it, this really awesome... It was awesome a Yakuza game. ...guy which who is can just, go and skateboard and play basketball and yeah. kick people. Have you played any of the Yakuza games? No. So I haven't either, but from what I understand, let me know if you're listening and you have played them, what you think. But it's just a really, really, really in-depth game that is really, really long and has loads of systems and is just like a rabbit hole of game. Yeah. Um, I don't know any more than that, really, but... It, it kind of it looks a little bit like... I can't really speak to this game because <laughs> I don't play the Yakuza games and that's it. From what I could tell, it looks like a little bit GTA-ish as in you can kind of just go off and do whatever you like. Yeah. As in, if you want to go and skateboard, you can do that. If you want to yeah. play basketball, you can go do that. If you, I don't know, if you want to go in a dance competition, you can do that. <laughs> but then there's this crazy fighting element to it mm-hmm. and he, this, the guy who plays like some badass martial artist who can just beat up anyone. Yep. Um, but it also looks like there might be quite a good story potentially behind it um only shaking his head you know i i i just don't know i feel like the people that love yakuza will be yelling at us that we're completely wrong about what we're saying about yakuza games so i don't i don't want to say too much we haven't played them so yeah yeah, it's all hearsay and conjecture and but the game bamboozled me and i'm mad (laughs) (laughs) now we have two games less left one we've spoken about death loop which we won't get back yeah i don't we don't need to go we don't get back into that and Death Stranding Director's Cut, uh, which I've not played. Is this like a second Death Stranding? Because I've not played the first one if it's been out a while. <sighs> I need to take a deep breath. So Death Stranding is a weird game. It's a walking simulator, and I'm not even joking. There's a motorbike. There is a motorbike. There are vehicles and roads. 
and it's just strange. There's so much story. Like, there's like a 40 minute cutscene at the end, and then it goes into another half an hour cutscene. Like, it's just like a weird, weird game. George. Sounds like my game. I love a story. You know, maybe me. you'd be into it. But anyway, what this is, it's not number two. It's the director's cut. So a game that is already long, really long, and kind it's of basically had an update. Self, um, like it's so self-indulgent. This game. It's the director just going, mm, I want to make this and just going like not respecting anyone's time at all. And it's just a mass. It's just such a big game. It's just too long to get to the point And the point doesn't really make sense. And now there's a director's cut. So it's like a film. They just extended it and added. Well, they've added, f- they've added story missions. They've added like combat mechanics and like racing stuff. So you can get like in a car and race on a track. I value new, my time too much to play this and things it's about 10 pound upgrade i think 10 dollar upgrade mm. uh in the ps4 store so maybe if you, if you enjoy it yeah. that's what that's totally worth it but... it's basically like a dlc yeah um so it's not not an entirely new game don't get excited that there's a second death stranding it's uh it's like a dlc for it which is like kind of cool i guess i appreciate that they're adding to it but i've not played the original so i can't really comment it came out last year or the year before the it, pandemic it did weird like, things for time it looks like the kind of game i would get into it's literally a walking simulator it looks like a game i'd get into <laughs> <laughs> okay all right um yeah it's not one that i've played but i watch people play it um strange strange game long cutscenes. and yeah that was state of play super disappointing not much in it kind of seemed pointless i feel like they should have just waited to actually have more they didn't really show anything i hadn't already seen either yeah so meh 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 that's that's state of play review meh yeah very it was a waste of my time i feel like um moving on so yeah next topic on our agenda is cloud I, computing I'll, yeah I'll, I'll cover this one this is this is my baby uh so battlefield 2042 another oh dis- God, again on the battle 20 uh <laughs> you another, shut up about it <laughs> another disappointing uh interview that we had yesterday um which was all about uh ea it was an ea i don't know what it's called ea state of play is the playstation one i don't know what the ea version is anyway it was just playstation it was ea doing an interview with the Apex director, the Battlefield director. And it's just like a really awkward, awkward interview for half I, an hour. I, I will admit I've not seen the interview. Uh, it was, so it was four guys, all directors, and this um, woman from IGN doing an interview. And it was kind of like this spaced out couch, COVID-friendly interview. And she was doing, I don't know her name, but she was doing so well and she was trying so hard to get some personality out of these people. And they just looked and acted like this is pointless. (laughs) And the reason why they were acting like that is because it was pointless. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't really, there was a couple of small nuggets after reviewing the footage that they shared. Like the, basically they're bringing some old maps to the new game, uh, Battlefield 2042, which is kind of cool. Um, I think what they're going to do for the record is combine lots of maps and make like a mega map, which I think is interesting. Like they have Metro, Caspian Border, some, you know, just put some maps together and that'd be cool. So they kind of like tease that. But any other of the things that we don't know about Battlefield 2042, they were like, we'll have to wait until the event in two weeks time to hear more. So it was like, why so, yeah. Why are we here? So you were expecting some kind of revolutionary update or... Something. Yeah, and it and they gave you nothing. They gave me nothing. It was awkward. 
And on a production standpoint, the audio was terrible and their lighting was dreadful. I bet they didn't have the audio issues we just had. <laughs> no, no, but oh man, it was it was just a it just felt pointless, and I felt sorry for the directors because clearly they're talented people; they know what they're doing. But it was just like the I'll give you an example, George. The title of the stream was "The Future of FPS." And did twenty minutes of talking nonsense, and then the interviewer says, looks to the director and says, "Okay, so the reason why we're here." What is the future of FPS? Guess what the guy said? I can't tell you yet. No. <laughs> he sat there and he went, I don't know. Oh, jeez. What? We sat here for 20 minutes? That is like the most clickbaity. I don't know. So it's, it's supposed to be about cloud-based computing, isn't it? Oh, so, so this is one of the nuggets that came out of it. Um, so the Battlefield director came out and said, in the future, they're going to use... AI to or cloud computing to free up to, processing to space. Yeah, to free up processing space on things like what the AI is doing or destruction of buildings, like and how that is computed. They're going to send it off to a server and then come back. So that is interesting. The whole how multiplayer is not going to use the Google Stadia stuff because. I mean, no one uses Google Stadia, <laughs> but they're going to use computing power to like free up some stuff on the actual consoles themselves, which is clever. And I think Crackdown 3 actually was meant to do this. Well, it's, it's an interesting concept because what it has the potential for is to create really, really intensive games without having to have a really powerful PC or console. Yeah. So you could have like, loads and loads and loads like millions and billions and whatever polygons on the screen at once all doing their own individual thing without using the processor of your device yeah and it's using the cloud's processing power which could be in essentially infinite yeah it's it's really impressive because the problem with the google stadia stuff uh, i mean it to be fair and not to be overly harsh it has got better recently but um one of the problems is video is just so hard to send really quickly uh, transcoding it quickly is really difficult but what you can send really quickly is data like as in just text is so less zeros and ones yeah is is so much i mean it's all zeros and ones but there's so much less of it when you're just telling it an equation for example rather than a video frame per second yeah. with latency and things like that so there's a lot easier for them to let a cloud decide how a building is going to get destroyed and how it's going to hit the terrain and how that is going to and then your console just has to like create the image yeah if that makes sense so you know i'm not so obviously you, a so developer. you've played teardown yep so that is a really fun game you can like destroy lots of things yeah let's say you put a skyscraper mod mm. into into teardown and you want to destroy this building with an explosion yeah and you put a, a nuke at the bottom of the building to blow yep. it up Currently, if you play that on any kind of powered PC, it's going to lag like hell. Yeah, because there's so many calculations. Yeah, there's so going. many things happening. However, if they put the exactly same game of Teardown into a cloud-based processing system... Supercomputer. Yeah. Blow it up, you could get 100 FPS of this building blowing up. Pretend, this, is, this is the idea, the premise behind it. Yeah. So uh, it's an interesting concept, and I hope it works, and I hope it means that you can create incredibly complex, immersive, amazing games from it. But what happens if you've got crap internet? 
Yeah, well, this is the thing. Like, it's easier than video, but it's still reliant on you having a stable connection. So let's say I've got at home at the moment, and we'll get into this more in the tech cast, about 20 megabyte up, uh, download and probably about 5 megabit upload, which is really bad, and Ollie's making faces. <laughs> I'm just trying I probably to would, I probably wouldn't be able to run such heavy cloud computing processing. No idea, but probably. Probably not. It's, it's conjecture. We don't know until it happens, but I yeah. doubt that someone in the sticks or in a really bad internet area would be able to run this. Mm. Um, so it could alienate quite a large portion of the consumer market just because you got bad internet. Yeah, I, We should say, by the way, that this tech that the director was talking about isn't for Battlefield 2042. It's just a couple of years away. So yeah. I'm ass- I would assume that is hinting at the next Battlefield game or the next game from... Or an update to 2042. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, GTA's been around, what, like 10 years? And it, it will be here forever. <laughs> and it'll be here forever. So 2042 could be one of those games that hangs around forever just with loads of updates. To I it. hope so. I Just a side note on Battlefield 2042, they keep preaching that they're going to have a better post-launch content cycle and as in they're going to release updates and keep people interested for longer and i really hope they actually keep that promise because one of the problems with battlefield 5 and battlefield 1 was that it got boring pretty quick because the game was there wasn't much content for it and uh, it was updated slowly and things just happened slowly and it just didn't work out like that but anyway that i thought that was kind of cool next up um i just this isn't really a story, just uh, an opportunity to bring it up, really. Red Dead Online Blood Money Update adds multi-stage robbery missions. I, from the what I can tell, Red it, Dead Online isn't that popular. No, I tried it, didn't like it. Yeah, I tried it when it came out. I think it's got a lot better than since we, we tried it. There was really awkward wait, like, you get stuck in an area of the map. Because it, Red Dead is a huge map, considering you only travel by horse. I found that you get like stuck in one area of the map and it's if you want to go take part in an event on the other side of the map, you've got to travel all the way there by horse. Oh, you can get to the trains or like the carriages dotted around. I felt, I just felt it was very clunky, awkward. The online matchmaking thing didn't work very well. Mm. Probably taking its leaf from GTA matchmaking there. But yeah, I, I didn't get on with Red I Dead. felt like it was very counter to what made the campaign so good. The campaign was good. Oh, complete opposite. Yeah, campaign was amazing. I loved it. Because it was like slow. You took it all in. It was a story. It was a rich environment that felt real. Slow pace. And this is like multiplayer. So it's like, I think we're trying to keep you engaged all the time with all this different stuff. All there's a player, all there's an event happening, all there's, you need to go over here. There's a mission. There was no structure. Yeah, it just seemed a bit uh, mixed match. And the stats don't lie. Red Dead Online isn't that popular. I'm sure it does have fans. I'm not one of them. But they keep updating and it feels, I feel like they ruined it because they had the microtransactions in really early and it just seemed a bit too much i'm really hoping the rockstar learn their lesson and if they are going to have microtransactions at least make them reasonable it's weird because gta online did well with microtransactions because it's all one currency so you forget that you're buying this currency because occasionally you earn it normally yeah whereas red dead redemption has the gold bars and and like some things were gated by gold bars only yeah so i i think Red Dead Online should have gone with the 
uh, GTA system of just having it all one currency. But I think they wanted to get away from that because people can gain the system, and they if if yep. it's if it's gold bars only, they don't have to worry about people milking the mission or whatever. I mean, what what annoys me, and it's a slight tangent, we'll get back on track in a second. What annoys me about the GTA transactions is, let's say you want one of the new cars that comes out, and it costs I don't know three million in-game dollars. Yeah, that's like thirty, forty quid shark card. Yeah. That's as, almost as much as buying the game again. Yeah. Just to have a single car. Yeah. But they call it shot cars, so you don't realise. I know. It's it's infuriating. How how have they gotten away with charging almost as much as the game again just to pick up one vehicle and then releasing more vehicles and expecting you to do it again a month later? Like, that's what infuriates me. But anyway, that was a bit of a tangent. I just wanted to mention it. It is true. It, it... <laughs> We're both sat here complaining about the shark cards but we've both sat here and bought oh I've bought, yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah so, <laughs> I've that's the cards. really frustrating part about it yeah I, it just annoys me that i've done it i think <laughs> <laughs> t20 life like yeah. I, I wanted that uh custom t20 yeah um so yeah that's red dead next up apex legend is being hacked by hackers who are frustrated with timeful hackers i read this article and at first it really confused me i didn't really know what was going on um but yeah, I didn't actually know until I read this article that Titanfall has having major issues. And I mean, it's, it's an old un- game. It's almost unplayable. And now. it's kind of a meme that people want to play it. I was watching the EA event yesterday and the chat was just constant hashtag save Titanfall. So None yeah. of those people saying that want to play Titanfall. It's just a meme now. So if you don't know, Titanfall is almost unplayable now in the multiplayer. It's been hacked and whatever so many times and it's yeah really awkward to play it multiplayer and people's frustration i think is that it's still being sold full price and it's almost unplayable yep which is fair like i would not want to pay however much it's only the online though just for to be yeah, yeah it's only the online but I w- if you're buying it- wait wasn't time for one only multiplayer possibly yeah no no i actually think it was multiplayer it doesn't matter. It's but not. It's not a title I've ever picked up. Although I did like the premise of it when I it first. I feel like out. Titanfall One is multiplayer only. But either way, if you want to buy it to play, and you're like, "Oh, that's an amazing game. I've heard good things. My mate's got it. I want to play with my mate," and you'll want to do it online for the matchmaking. Your game is basically unplayable. You yeah. can't. You can't play online on Titanfall anymore. And why still is it unplayable? We should. We should explain. It's. I. I don't know the full. Okay, it's unplayable because there's hackers in the game. They DDoS you. They, you know, there's weird glitches that they turn on and off, and it's just it's not the experience that you signed up for. No, it's not like the vanilla like. Yeah, no, it's ruined by hackers mucking about. Yeah, and unless you're a hacker as well, there's no point. Yeah, just frustrating. Yeah, so I do understand why people are really annoyed about Titanfall. So how Ollie does that link to Apex Legends? So, <laughs> so people got mad that people are hacking this game, and to solve that problem, they hacked. Ty- uh, no, they hacked Apex Legends with a message. Ha- with a message on like the you know when you select what game mode you're playing, to say save Titanfall, and it goes to a website and it's talking about it, and you're just like, you're complaining about hackers by being hackers. So. <laughs> I think I need to put a bit more light on that. So it basically the link sent you or the website sent you to this community that wants to save Titanfall. 
they are not behind the hack. So whoever hacked Apex Legends about Titanfall sent these people to this website and, and then everyone assumed that this the people who run the website That's brilliant. were the ones who did the hack. I did. I, I will just say the hack has actually had an update and now it says that they are not the ones responsible. The, the the website okay so, so what it's nice like guy an, it's like an ethical hack it's like it's really weird so yeah the fact that they don't want to they actually realize oh i'm actually like besmirching the name of this website that's actually trying to do good i'm now gonna make sure that their name's cleared it's it's a weird one it, the whole thing is stupid yeah the reality is it sounds harsh, but no one wants to play Titanfall. Just play a different game. Like, it's broken. GTA 4 was broken, and no one played... Just play a different game. You don't like the game? Don't ruin Apex Legends because you like the game. Like, you know, it's like me hacking Warzone because Battlefield's not working. Yeah. Like, the people playing Warzone or whatever don't care that my game is broken. It's not going to solve any, like, it just it just annoys me. Like, I understand people bought a game, they want to play it, but this isn't the way to do it. That's my point. You want to complain, demand refunds, um, make videos, and I know people are yelling at me saying, we tried all that and no one's listening. Well, then just don't buy the next EA game. You have to vote with your wallet. It's a money-driven uh, industry. If people are still buying it, then they don't care. Yeah, just yeah. play the game. Not doesn't work, get a refund. The only people who care about the game after it's released are people who have no power to change it. Yeah, They're the ones who, where for them it was a passion project, but now once it's released, it's in the hands of the accountants. Just, just and, send yeah. loads of support tickets. Eventually that will get through to someone. Like, make a movement. Don't start hacking other games because, like I say, you're just alienating yourselves by annoying. And it exacerbates the issue. It, it All you're doing is it. advertising, hey, there's hackers and I'm a hacker. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just, it just annoys me. Like, I understand they want the game to work. I want, like, when I play Warzone, it really annoys me when there's hackers in the game. But just, like, I wouldn't go and hack, like, Black Ops because, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I suppose the the moral of the story is just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, that's yeah the old, old age proverb. Ga games should yeah i miss the old days of just like cheat genie or whatever it's called when you just like turn the that the cheats on and off like san andreas where you can just yeah spawn, spawn in like yeah. a, a, sh a plane or something but now we've got aimbots and multiplayer like oh just annoys me and now people are creating this is slightly off topic like controller based hacks using software on a pc it's like come on like you're not playing the game anymore like yeah you, what are you proving to anyone you're, you're proving you're a good hacker, but you're not proving you're good at the game. Yeah, I don't know. I, Some, someone's enjoying it. Last story today, George. Pokemon Go surpasses 5 billion in revenue and turns five years old. Yes. Um, I am probably the one of the, in the minority where I do still play Pokemon Go. Not I, not lots. This story just, makes me want to play it. Because like, oh, it must be good. It is good. And... There's a lot more Pokemon out now. They've gone through a lot more of the generations. They have like raid events and loads of other stuff. So it is it is still a good, relevant game. And they are keeping it updated. However, 
I will admit that I'm one of the people who have contributed to that revenue. <laughs> you not were, recently. You not were recently. only one billion out of that five billion, were you? Only one billion, yeah. yeah. Uh, mostly when the game first started. How much do you think uh, you've spent on Pokemon Go? Out of curiosity. I haven't spent anything recently. But in the early times... <laughs> but... And, and I mean like in the last few years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but total, how much have you total spent? Total probably... Bear in mind it's been on five years. Like 20, 30 quid. And probably all of that was in the first year. Of having only it. 30 quid yeah so it's not huge i don't believe you <laughs> <laughs> i think it's more it's not i i've paid like to e to get the coins mm. so i can increase like my item storage to buy incubators which you can earn for free yeah quite easily but you can speed up time but right you can speed up time yeah i haven't done that because the game doesn't mean as much to me now as it did when it first came out mm. i still enjoy it but it's not the same it doesn't have the same like original feel i remember when it came out the excitement it was huge so different and refreshing yeah. everyone was like wow this is cool yeah i i remember i was working uh, as a coach driver when it came out you had the perfect job for it you're like traveling around <laughs> i did but also I, I literally just every every place i stopped I was like oh what's here mm. um i remember capturing a charmeleon outside brighton football stadium and i was like <laughs> yes uh, and that was really early days when no one had evolved into a charizard yet um, so I was, I was outside my depot, which is all gated off, security gated off, and you have to have a code to get in. And there was a guy, I arrived back at the depot after, on a night shift. So it was pitch black, hardly anyone around. I was going to park the coach up and go home. Mm. And there's a guy trying to get in the gate. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? This is like private property. What are you doing? Get out. And this guy, this there's guy, a squirtle on the other side of the gate. I think he said it was a, a drowsy. And I was like, it's not even a good one. Like, get out. And uh, yeah, this guy literally wanted to get into this gated compound to catch a drowsy. I mean, I think, yeah, I think I caught a drowsy at one point. I mean, they were common as anything when a game came out. They're one of the original ones. Oh. Um, and they were one of the early ones you could get, like, a half, the Hypno was like a half decently powerful one. So my question is, George, Pokemon Go, like, everyone has like done that what do they need to do to get 10 billion in revenue like what's the next move it's a tricky one because they've already introduced things like battles trainer battles gym battles trading mm. um which are like the big concepts that everyone wanted in the game you mm. can now do if you want to fight another player you can i think if they want to literally keep going the same speed they have been going they need to introduce a better battle system yeah. Because at the moment it's two Pokemon facing each other. Yeah. And you tap the screen and if your Pokemon's stronger, you'll win. Yeah. Like that's literally it. Oh, okay. Um wait, there's no variation of attacks like you can you have like a you have like a you can't squirt. not like in the po uh, Game Boy game, no. You've got two, they need, you've that's got what two, they need to do you've then. You've got two attacks. You've got your basic attack, which is when you tap the screen it'll do the basic attack, and a charged attack, which will be like one of the more powerful attacks like flamethrower or whatever. Mm-hmm where you can charge it up and then you hit the button and say, okay, it's charged, I want to use it. Yeah. You There's some fights where you have shields where you can block a charged attack, like you might have two shields per round, and you've got to use those a bit strategically. Like if you use them at the wrong time and you waste them, then whatever. Question. But, yeah. Do, they have, do you have to care for your Pokemon at all? No. You have a system now. That's where can, the next move. You, if, you can have a buddy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch you something. Okay, your favourite Pokemon. Picture in your head. Okay. You got a Pokemon? It's like your beloved whatever it is. Yeah. Let's, I'm going to say it's a Charizard just for 
argument's sake. It was my shiny Charizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knew it. So, okay, your Charizard. You don't play the game for a month. Yeah. Your Pokemon faints. Okay. You can bring it back for £2.50. Are you bringing it back? No. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Or you have to wait a week for it to come back. I'll wait a week. Really? I don't play that much anyway. I'll hop on every like day or two. But you see what I'm saying? If you had to like maintain your Pokemon and then to revive them, it cost you money. I think that would just alienate people and they wouldn't play anymore. You reckon? Yeah. Uh, I'm... So I don't, you haven't played it in a while, I'm guessing. So I played it the year it came out and never again. Okay, so at the moment you've got a buddy system. So you can have, you know, in Pokemon Yellow, you could have Pikachu follow you around. Yeah. You can have that now with any Pokemon you own. Sweet. Um, so you to get them out of the Pokeball, you've got to make them happy. So you can use the AR camera to like scan around your room or outside, throw the Pokeball down, and whatever Pokemon you've chosen will pop out. You can then give it like a little scratch, a little rub, give make it happy, like, like with a dog. You can feed it berries uh, or poffins, which are like the ultra food, which mm-hmm. like instantly make it fully happy. Yeah. And then once it's happy, it will come and join you on your journey and it will follow you around the map. Yeah. Um, if it's your buddy, when you're walking actively in the real world, it'll earn its candy. So but it depends. If it's like a really rare Pokemon, you might have to walk 10 kilometers to earn or 20 kilometers to earn one candy. If it's a Pidgey, you've only got to walk one kilometer to earn a candy. So there is there is that element of caring for your Pokemon and whatever, but it's it's not fully evolved, if you excuse the pun. Mm. Um, it, I do think Pokemon Go is still a good game. And I think I love it for for, yeah. for kids. It's a really good excuse to get outside yeah. and explore and, and is gamified. There's a lot of communities out there as well, like Facebook communities, which like local groups. Uh, so your local town city will have its own Pokemon Go group and a chat, like a messenger, Facebook messenger chat, mm. where they'll organize, oh, there's a raid going on like for this new new legendary Pokemon. It's just been released. Let's all meet here and we'll take it down together. So, and, and a lot of those people, I joined a couple. I'm not part of them anymore because it just got a bit like, okay, I'm not bothered anymore. Mm. Um, but the community they form are quite close knit. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, like our Discord or your Discord. Like the Oli 43 Discord, like it's a really close knit little family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely. yeah, they, they kind of form similar groups, which I do think is quite good. Like it's brought people together. It's kind of a weird thing. I was in, uh, I was shopping the other day. And I saw this um, 50 plus couple walk towards me and the woman was had a phone in her hand. And then I looked back as they were walking, they walked past me and I looked back. She had Pokemon Go on her phone. I thought that was really cool. Like not only is it appealing to kids, but it's also appealing for like adults and people that want to get out and good excuse, especially in the pandemic. I know they did some things where um you they, can they made it easier not to group up yeah, yeah so that was really cool but cool game i just don't know i hope they do something with it that keeps it interesting for people yeah i don't know i don't know what the next big thing for pokemon go is yeah but i do hope it's big yeah i think they need to maybe revamp the combat system or something like that i think that's probably the next step yeah yeah, yeah. So there we go. Uh, that is all the news we have for this week. If you have anything we missed, do let us know. Um, George, anything else game related you would like to pour onto the ears of these wonderful, beautiful people? Uh, at this time, no. Uh, but like I said, I think next week we might have more because mm. we'll have longer between. Yes. But um, And I'm excited because I'm going to open some Pokemon cards later. Yep, that's going to be fun. Yeah. So, uh, I was going to say... 
like this was live, like hop on and join a stream, but <laughs> the stream will have happened. No, like, yeah. Uh, there'll be a VOD of it on yeah. my YouTube channel if you want to go and yes. check that out. And I'll be with him. Yes. Oh, yeah, which is super cool. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the XTR Game Pass. Game Pass? Game Cast. Game Cast. Um, just a reminder, please leave a review if you've enjoyed yep. the conversation today. We really appreciate it. And also, if you want to support us and you want an extra podcast, the Rambling Cast, go ahead and whip yourself over to Patreon, search XTR Cast, and uh, yeah, become a contributor. There's lots of benefits, but appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. And see we'll you. see you all soon. Yes. Goodbye. Bye.